You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, we'll talk about flouting and flaunting, one of which has a really interesting etymology. And we'll talk about whether we band together or band together. Last week, a reader named Brad wrote to me and said, quote, Recently, I've been seeing lots of flaunt in place of flout, as in disobeying rules to shelter in place. So I naturally thought of Grammar Girl. Then I turned to Merriam-Webster and discovered that one of flaunt's connotations is indeed to treat contemptuously, as in someone flaunted the rules— Apparently, so many folks were using flaunt in place of flout that, well, you know how it goes. Maybe it's a good time to revisit the difference, unquote. Indeed, Brad, indeed. Let's start with the basics. Flaunt and flout sound a lot alike, but they don't mean the same thing. Traditionally, when you flaunt yourself, flaunt your wealth, or flaunt your accomplishments, you're parading them in front of people. You're showing off. Flout means to disregard, scoff at, mock, or show scorn. If you're having a big party when your state or country has a shelter-in-place order, you're flouting the rules. You're flouting authority. As Brad noted, so many people have started using the word flaunt to mean flout that dictionaries have added to treat the rules with contempt as an additional definition of flaunt. That's how words and meanings get in the dictionary, but that doesn't mean you should use it. Dictionaries don't say whether definitions are right or wrong, they just record how people use words. And today, most professional writers and editors would still consider it an error to use flaunt to mean disregard the rules. I'd definitely change it or mark it if I were editing an article or grading a paper. Garner's Modern English Usage uses a phrase that I've always liked, careful writers. Garner says careful writers still avoid using flaunt to mean flout. Some sources would say educated writers, but I like careful writers better. You don't have to be educated to be careful or to care about using precise words. The origins of these words are where it gets really interesting. Nobody knows for sure where we got flaunt, for example, and I'm always surprised when I come across an unknown origin. How could we just not know? People research this stuff. 
There are theories, of course. The one I like is that it comes from a Swedish dialect word, flunked, that means loosely fluttering. I like the visual image of fluttering your accomplishments in front of people. But the Oxford English Dictionary says the timing of the word entering English makes that origin unlikely. We really just don't know. Flout is even more fun and weird. Dictionaries say it's related to the word flute, like the instrument. But nobody's really sure why that is either. What would disregarding laws have to do with playing the flute? I triple-checked just to be sure I was reading everything right. So one theory is that the sound of playing the flute might sound a bit like jeering or derisive whistling. For example, the Oxford English Dictionary says that the Dutch word fluten means both to play the flute and to mock or deride something or someone. So then I came across a tidbit on Wikipedia about bad musicians being forced to wear a flute of shame. And I thought someone was just making things up. I mean, really? The flute of shame? But I found things about it in a bunch of books in Google Books, too, and it's often associated with Germany in the Middle Ages, where it was called the Schandeflöte. For example, a 1992 book called Crime and Punishments, which I think was part of a Time Life series called The Library of Unusual and Curious Facts, said, quote, a shame flute dangling from a German musician's neck mocked his professional abilities, unquote. Apparently, it wasn't a real flute. It just looked like a flute and somehow locked the musician's fingers into a forced playing position. The travel guide Fromer's Europe from 2002 said you could see one on display in the medieval crime museum in Germany. The first citation in the OED for flout, meaning to jeer or express contempt for something, is from 1551. And from what I can gather, the shame flute was used to mock musicians around the same time. There are references to a musician's guild in Nuremberg that existed around the same time called the Meistersingers using the shame flute. So I've never seen anyone make the connection saying the shame flute is the reason the word flout comes from the word flute. But it seems like a good theory, or at least a fun theory, because we got to learn about the shame flute. So getting back to the original question, it's definitely a good time to revisit the difference between flout and flaunt. You should still use flaunt to talk about showing off and flout to talk about disregarding rules. And neither of them are a good thing. Don't be a flaunter and don't be a flouter. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. 
Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com grammar today. I've been hearing the phrase band together a bit more lately because some people are banding together to do good deeds, even if they have to do it virtually or at a distance. And Allie from New Jersey also asked a long time ago whether the correct phrase is band together or band together, because you can tell if I say it fast, the D at the end of band can get lost. So to be clear, the correct phrase is band together with a D. When band is a noun, one common meaning is a group of people who've joined together for some purpose. In the 1800s, it may have been a band of political compatriots or a band of travelers. Today, you can think of a rock band, the movie Band of Brothers, or the Silicon Valley investing group known as the Band of Angels. Therefore, it's not much of a stretch to remember that when people join together, for example, to form a band, the noun, they are banding together using band, the participle. This meaning actually comes from an older noun that described the kind of flat band you'd use to tie sticks of wood together or to stop bleeding from a wound, like a bandage. And according to the Oxford English Dictionary, the word band was first used to describe a group of musicians in the mid-1600s. Before people banded together, it appears they simply bandied. The Oxford English Dictionary has examples from the late 1500s along these lines. For example, the oldest one reads, quote, Our enemies conspire and bandy themselves against us, unquote. And the meaning is that they banded together against us. Both bandy and the verb band seem to have originally had a strong sense of being opposed to something. One of the earliest examples I could find describing a group of people as banding together in a positive sense was in a book from 1817, in which a group of women were described as banding together to get some sort of subscription to help a religious book get published. A little earlier than that, from court proceedings from a man on trial for treason in Surrey in 1803, I found what seemed to be a slight precursor to the current meaning, where the defendant was described as banding other people together in a society meant to harm the king, 
almost like you'd band together a bundle of twigs. And around the same time, I found examples in which countries were described as banding together. For example, a Scottish document described it as a problem if England and France banded together. Allie's question about the spelling also reminded me of other common errors that happen when a word ending with D is followed by a word starting with T. For example, the correct phrases are used to, as in I used to go to restaurants a lot, and iced tea, as in I would usually get iced tea with lunch. But people sometimes think those phrases should be used to and iced tea because it's difficult to hear the separation between the D and T. If you find that interesting, you can read or listen to more about it in our piece on something called the alveolar flap. It's the same reason that ladder, the thing you climb, and ladder, the opposite of former, often sound the same when people are speaking American English. So to sum up, remember that when you join other people to do something, whether it's to form a rock band or deliver groceries to your neighbors, you are banding together. Finally, I have a familect story. This one is from Kevin's family dialect, and I chose it because I think a lot of us are becoming especially familiar with the quirks of the people we live with, and I imagine we'll have more phrases like this as time goes by. Hey there, this is Kevin from Miami Beach calling in to talk about a family dialect. Anyway, ours is Amy Look. My older sister, Amy, was notorious for not really looking too deeply. She would never turn anything over when she was looking for keys or an earring she had lost. So whenever she would come out and kind of storm out into the living room and say, oh, I can't find my earring." I have to go. My mom would go into her room, lift up her sheets of her bed, and of course, there it was, sitting right there. So we use that term to this day. Oh, you made an Amy look to describe not looking very hard for something. Love the show. Thanks, Kevin, and I hope you're all doing well out there. If you'd like to tell me about the unique words your family uses, leave a voicemail at 833214-GIRL, and you might hear it on the show. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. I've been working on quizzes all week to go with my LinkedIn learning course, so if you want to be notified when those go live, subscribe to my email newsletter. You can do that by clicking the subscribe button at the top of quickanddirtytips.com. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sams, and that's all. Thanks for listening. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. 
Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are.